it's your good friend A.A. Ron. Hope everyone is having an amazing day. It is December 9th, 2023, 1.56 in the afternoon. Man, I have, to, I have a confession to make, y'all. I have a confession to make. Even though my, whatever this little voice is saying, no, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. But I feel like this might help somebody, I don't know. No, I do know. I need to stop saying I don't know. My words carry a lot of power. All right, so I, as many of y'all know, I've been single for too long. Well, no, it hasn't been too long. It's just, it's been a, it's been a while. Been divorced for six years. Some of y'all know I've shared my test, some of my testimony, maybe, I don't know. I can't remember how much of my testimony I've shared. I thought I had a whole recording in here somewhere where I show, shared my entire testimony, but I guess not. Cause I went all searching for, it, I couldn't find it, but maybe one day I'll do another recording where I just share, yeah, my full on this testimony. Not today though. Cause I gotta get going, go drive. And so. What am I sharing y'all? All right. So after my divorce back in 2018, I was pretty promiscuous. Yeah, I was out here in these streets and sleeping around and not caring what happened to me. And um, somehow I survived by the grace of God. And um, because y'all already know in Proverbs, it talks about the moral woman and how her feet lead down to death and destruction and all that. So. But David said, even though, even when I make my bed and shield, you are there with me. So he was there with me. I remember one time I was with this one girl, one young lady I met at a, at a club downtown in Westport. I met her at off key and we went back home, went back to, we went to this house that she was like house sitting at for somebody and we did our thing and afterward we showered and I'll never forget she started singing worship some worship song praising Jesus this is after just doing something totally immoral right something totally to grieve the Holy Spirit but it was like this reminder and I'm still here it was weird there's some other things that just happened along the way just to remind me that the Lord was still there with me. And so we're not going to go that into that deep of it, that part. Let's just say, yeah, it's been it's been a challenge, a fight um, to remain pure, to not give in to sexual immorality again. And, you know, having sex again outside of marriage. Um, the last time I actually had full on. Y'all probably aren't ready for all this, but hey, here we are. Last time I had full on. Um, and of course was August 
sixteenth, two thousand nineteen. And but let's see here does it two years ago ago, I guess. That's when I was with Steffi Curry and we did everything but that. It's interesting there was this video this guy shared about how Christians we try to justify all these other doing all these other things, but it's still all sex in God's eyes. It's still all grieves the Holy Spirit. Um there's all things that married people do. That's all I say, like once you start doing that, especially for a prolonged period of time, y'all pretty much especially once you have kids together, y'all yeah, y'all are married. Even if people be like, I'm never getting married again. Um, like are y'all sleeping together? Well, you know in the Bible it says once you such and such knew their spouse and that is the word for sex, so technically you're all married. Um you and technically I've had a lot of wives. Um, if you want to get real spirit, um, nitty gritty and talk about when Jesus said, when you even to look at a woman and lust after her in your heart, you've already committed adultery. So I've had, if you want to add up all the wives I've masked, women I've masturbated to in pornography, um, man, my, yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to determine what I should edit and what I should self-edit here, but I'm just going to feel like somebody will get some freedom here. If you add up all the women that I've looked at on the internet, not even, yeah, not even porn, like porn, even women that I just met, say doing a drive or something, doing Raybu or um, just at work, different jobs I've had, whatever, however I met them, family members, yeah, like cousins and stuff, and I imagined them while I was masturbating or, yeah, looked at any type of pornography like that. Those are basically, if you want to say it, get real technical. Those are like basically wives. It's so like, it makes me think of the woman at the well in John 4. And, um, Jesus is like, yeah, you've had five husbands and the one you're currently with is not yours. Some people believe that that woman was tech, was actually a prostitute. So do we really believe that she was married to all five of those men or six men total? The heart of the matter is when you have sex with somebody in your imagination or physically in my personal book and my interpretation of scripture, you it's like you already married that person. So uh, yeah, I'm up there. Some of us, some of us we make it's easy to make fun of like somebody like Solomon who had multiple wives or David had multiple wives. And um there's a whole group of folks that like, look at the Bible. So and so, why is polygamy not okay? So and so had multiple wives, Abraham had multiple wives, and look at all the problems and issues each of them had. Think about yourself and all the different people you looked at online and lusted after and basically have relations with in your imagination. And what kind of issues that's caused you? Where has that gotten you? For I'm talking about for a believer, a Christian, because people that don't really follow Jesus, this stuff 
it's just going right over your head probably. And so, not, and I don't mean to say that in kindness anyway. It's just like it doesn't, there's no conviction there. And there's a huge difference between shame and conviction. Conviction draws you closer to the Lord. Shame will make you want to run away from God. So anyway, uh, that's, that's a long way of kind of giving y'all a little setup. Uh, I, the last time I dated somebody was probably a little over a year and a half ago or so. This young lady I met, how did I meet her? Oh, it's through Raybu. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we just had, she showed me some attention and really showed that she cared. Asked for my number. We hung out a couple few times, had some dates, and then we, um, I even told her when we first got together, we were up on this this hill, one of my favorite views of the city. I promise we're going to get to the word here shortly, Exodus 26. Um, I'm probably going to break this up. But, yeah, I showed her this view, and we were hanging out, and I showed her my phone. I said, I have not, you know, I showed her the date. I said, I have not had relations since August 16, 2019. And she, I was like, I need you to help me not to, yeah, not open, yeah, to not go far that far. If, if it starts to go that far, stop me. And so, yeah, me like a big old dummy playing with fire, walking the line, my Mr. Johnny Cash, uh, Y'all know, I heard he wrote that, when Johnny Cash wrote that song, I Walk the Line, he was talking about being out in these, but when he's out doing concerts, it's like, because you're mine, I walk the line, and he's basically saying, I'm not going to have an affair on my wife while I'm out here performing, because I'm married, but he still, who knows, when he says walking the line, what exactly does he mean, like, it's one thing to walk the line. It's another thing to be, you know, completely on the other side. When I think of walking the line, I think of walking the fish. I'm not fish. Fence. That would be funny. Somebody walking a fish. That image just popped in my head. Anyway, being on the fence, straddling the fence, like doing, like what I was doing. So walking the line to me is, yeah, I, her and I was, you know, kissing and everything and, and then I had her, thank God she didn't let me touch other places. That all, that would have really led to that. And so, um, well, it's weird. I, let her, I took her back to my apartment, and which was another big no-no. Uh, sound like a school teacher, like kindergarten teacher. No, that's a no-no. Anyway, took her back. We watched, we watched some like horrible gangster Goodfellas movie. Yeah. Was it Goodfellas? I don't know. One of those mob crime mafia movies. I don't know why I agreed to watch that with her. But yeah. And we like we're giving each other massages and then eventually we laid in the same bed together. Didn't do thank God, didn't do anything. But I was like doing everything but like if she would have it was it was nothing but the grace of God. Yeah, even one point I went into they I'm telling this to help somebody. I'm somebody like, why is he getting so graphic or real? I was like, cause I I want somebody to learn from my mistakes. 
and learn that compromise is never good. Um, for the Bible says to flee fornication. And the reason why my voice probably sounds like this is because the reason why my voice does sound like this is because I still am waking up. I didn't go to bed till like eight o'clock, eight thirty this morning. Um, so what's that? Four hours. Oh, I got about six hours of sleep. Or five hours at least somewhere out there. Um so her and I did everything. Yeah, at one point I went into the shower and told her she could take one too if she wanted. And she was like, no, no, thank you. Um, which is a good thing. Glad she didn't. Thank God she didn't. Because who knows where that door would have led. And so, um, yeah, that was about a year and a half ago, I want to say. With, uh, I'll just call her, we'll call her Alexis. Yeah, Alexis, there you go. And which is crazy because she had a daughter named at the same, named after, had the same name as Tay-Tay. Hmm. Interesting. All right, so where am I going? All right, so that brings me all the way till to this morning. And uh, I um, there was this beautiful Hispanic lady from Cuba that I dropped off yesterday. And she's a Christian. Um, anyway, I went and found her on. I redownloaded. I even I deleted my Facebook. I redownloaded it again. Logged back in. I logged back into all my social media because I was going to use it to like post, make Christian posts using this new music that I've made with. Uh, I've been making these songs on a muse or through the through this app his beat maker app and then loading them on a muse and um let's get under under uh the musician title um beat simp beats s-i-m-p-b-e-a-t-z right and just another stream of income you know making background music instrumentals so every time they get played or using videos like i get paid so like anything, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. All right, and so it's like a form of residual income, royalties. All right, so where was I going with that? Oh, so that young that lady I met from Cuba, it's just we had a great, you know, they talk about like love at first sight or, yeah, anyway, she, she was with her dad too, and she spoke pretty much straight Spanish. She like totally fit the criteria of what I'm looking for. One of the things I was ideally looking for in a future spouse, like somebody who barely even spoke English, because I said if we argued at all, <laughs> uh, she would be speaking that Spanish, and I wouldn't really fully understand her. Or like Portuguese, I would barely understand her. And so anyway, um, what else? She's a yeah serious Christian. She showed me the churches she goes to. Which is like right around the corner from where I go to church. It's on the off the same road. 
on Leavenworth Road. So in KKACK, the current church is called like Adonai something or something like that. Adonai, Adonai. Anyway, all right. So yeah, and she's what she say forty or forty one? I think she said forty one. Similar, yeah, same age. Almost same age as my brother. My brother was just saying recently, he's like, man, Aaron, you should probably marry somebody older than you. Anyway. um, So, yeah. When your boy got home, I couldn't, I kept, couldn't stop thinking about her. Your, dad, your boy was tired. I was tired. I was vulnerable. I should have just gone to sleep or shower, then gone to sleep. But, uh, all that pent up energy and emotions, whatever, thinking about these different, it's mainly her and then Tay Tay, I was thinking about. And so I looked up their pictures on Facebook and started to imagine them and do things that I should have been doing to, you know, I'll just say, I'll just straight up say it. I started masturbating. And, uh,. How do I say this? Um, how do I say this? 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 All right, so did that, and I was like, man, why did I do that? Why? And then also, that was like one of the first emotions, like, Aaron, what's wrong with you? And then it was like, two, it was like, something has to give, because I don't know how much longer I can do this and what's wild is all right so um my pastor <clears throat> counselor he recently said like if i ever i told him that i can't do that hit my counselor and then my one buddy my one buddy said like it's it's okay to do that anyway they think it's okay to do that as long as you're not looking at pornography and my counselor recently told me, like, hey, just imagine your future wife. Because he used to say, just if you ever get those that emotion, just let it out. Go in the shower. Now let it out. Keep it moving. Right? Um, but recently he was like, just imagine your future wife. So I was like, well, uh, this is uh, at the time I was like, let me go do that. So, yeah, two different ladies that I could see as potential spouses between Tay Tay and this lady I just met, this Hispanic lady. And I'm just being real with y'all. Some of y'all be acting all, you know, act like your stuff, like y'all got it all together. I don't have it all together and I'm real about it. And so if something ever happens, if I ever have a David and Bathsheba type moment or any kind of thing falling of any sort, which I pray that does not happen. If I were to, though, y'all gonna know here. I'm gonna share it. Yeah, I'm gonna tell on myself. I'll be the first one to tell on myself. And 
and they'll face the consequences that come along with those decisions. It's challenging as they can be sometimes. This is part of it. All right, so, man, I had Chick-fil-A yesterday. I think I'm going to have it again today. Anyway, side note. All right, so, um, but I'll probably be a little bit healthier. I'll get like a, I don't know, I'll do something that's healthier. So, maybe a salad or something. But um, but get a cookie. Ah, uh, sorry, y'all. All right, so I um did that, imagining it's interesting. Anyway, I think I finished. It's weird because I started out. I'm giving y'all too many details. I started out looking at this man and woman that I met recently, and I started looking at Tay Tay, and then finished off whatever and. It's weird. I kind of felt, I was like too tired to even feel a lot of shame, but I already knew I was like, here we go. I wouldn't be surprised if I had a sexual dream. And sure enough, that's what happened. I have this dream, this woman, young lady appears, and all I remember her saying is like, something about she's gotten mononucleocus before doing this or some kind of disease or virus. Anyway, I'm in this back room of this house and we're doing that. I don't know I should, how do I say this. Yes, allowed her to perform. I'll just say it, perform oral. Yep, there you go. Just say it, say the words. But we didn't, and I was, the next thing I was about to do is actually have intercourse with this woman in this dream. But then I woke up. And I feel like I was in this like room or this house. There was like way more to this dream too. Some other scenes that happened before that that I don't think were I don't think they were of sexual nature. But anyway, that's how it ended. Right before I woke up, I was about to have intercourse. We were in this room and we we're trying to like kind of keep it a secret. Even she was like saying something about keep this a secret or something. And um, then I knew that was wrong, and I woke up, and then was weird so i look at my phone and i got like this text message on my google voice and it had like it, it was weird it was like hello mike long time no see it was like a spam message and the i can't remember what the area code was but the first three numbers in the phone number had triple six in it i'm like whoa what is going on here that's weird and then what was the other thing but the cool thing that happened, or not, uh, yeah, the cool, I'll say the cool thing. There's this song called Not Guilty by Morningstar. I look up Not Guilty by Morningstar. It's one of my new favorite groups from back in the day. And uh, in fact, uh, Don Potter sang in that group. And so, or played guitar in it, right? And sang. They they did that one song, Testimony of Grace. That's my actual favorite song by them. Can anybody tell me what the Lord has done and what the Lord has done for them? Everybody must be saved. Yeah. I should have played that song for them ladies in my car the other day. Anyway, um...
there was these two ladies in my car yesterday who just are wrestling with the whole concept that Jesus is the way, the truth, and life. Like, yeah. She was like, they were nurses, they've dealt with a lot of trauma, and they've just seen a lot of things, and they were just like, why can't I just be a good person? Why do I have to accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior? Anyway, um, I should have played that song for them, but hey. High and tight is 50-50, according to Cam Newton, or 20-20. All right, this has been long enough. Is there anything else I want to say? Oh, so when I woke up, that song, the song that played by Morningstar was called Not Guilty. I think I said that. And it was like, you know, I think I've told y'all a lot of times I play worship songs when I'm sleeping. And then whatever song is playing when I wake up, I feel like that's like the word of the Lord for me or his way of ministering to me. And so, boom. Not guilty, Aaron. Oh, and it's just like, Lord, 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 I don't want to grieve your Holy Spirit. And even though I could throw a butt in here, it's like, Lord, my prayer has been, Lord, I don't know how much longer I can hold out for real. And I don't want to just get married just for just to have, you know, relations. Because that's a serious commitment, you know. So marriage is not something to be taken lightly. So, anyway, all right, y'all, hit the elevator music. It's your good friend, A.A. Ron. Now, um, for those of y'all, first of all, <laughs> that elevator music, I was just thinking, I was like, what elevator would play that kind of music? And whatever hotel that is, probably shouldn't be staying there. It's probably the sketchy part of town. Anyway, for those of y'all that actually listen to the podcast, you'll know what I'm talking about. But if all goes as according to plan, the the longer recordings, um, the more uncut, yeah, where you get these kind of uh, stories, more intimate stories from my yeah my Raybu diaries and all that kind of. Eventually, I'm gonna write. A, I'm gonna release an audio book called Raybu Diaries or something, and um, or Raybu, Raybu reflections. Or I don't know, something or just be called Raybu. And so, um, but people like to read a diary, so probably have diary in the name. Yeah, so, because people are nosy. Ray Boo Diaries, there you go. It's going to be better than Diary of a Wimpy Kid and all that. Honestly, yeah, just stay tuned. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And I'll let y'all know when it does. But until then, the the podcast that you're listening to right now will or some of y'all listening just listen to yeah it will have the stories just like the one i just told just now now for those y'all listening to this on itunes and spotify and like the under the music category um 
anyway, it's going to be confusing what I'm saying to some of y'all. In my head, it makes sense. I should just go. This is talk. So, yeah. Some of y'all didn't get the full recording here. Some of y'all are just getting to Exodus chapter 26 and me talking about Exodus chapter 26. So here we go. Exodus chapter 26, KJV. Moreover, thou shalt make the tabernacle with ten curtains of fine twined linen and blue and purple and scarlet with cherubims of cunning work shalt thou make them. Now, this just makes me know. I was talking, I was kind of joking with a friend. Recently, my buddy, uh, Dan, over at church, the Cure Church, he, uh, we were talking about, I was telling him, um, I made a joke. I said, if this world, this society only had men in it, uh, imagine how, like, bland, like, bland the houses would be or homes would be. Like, for me, like, you come to my apartment, there used to be furniture here, but I got rid of it all and stuff that was blown, that my dad had. I just I just wanted a fresh start and I wanted it to be easy when I moved. Even when I move, I ideally don't want to have a bunch of furniture. I kind of like just having a very minimalist looking place in here, right? Folding chairs, beanbag chairs, folding tables. That's it. Like no decorations, really. Right. Some of y'all like that's stereo, but like to me. I'm a simple guy. Sim- I'm a simple kind of man. All right, so that's me. Yes, that's me. A simple man. And I was joking with, and then Dan was like, no, nah, no, nah, I, I like doing that decorative stuff. He's like, I decorated everything in my house. And um, I probably should stand, change Dan's name, but there's a bunch of Dan's at my church, so I don't know. I got to be careful what I say, I just realized, but hey. We're just talking about decorations. Yeah, you say he decorates his his place and his spot. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, not so much his wife. And because um, that's what he does for a living. But that's what he does for a living, though. He already remodels homes, right? And redesigns homes and puts carpet and um, paint and fixtures and all that that's what he does so he has a take like he has an eye for that stuff now not everybody every not every man is like that my ultimate point of what i'm trying to say here is obviously here god likes and it's weird because people try to say that guys that are like that and that are into decorations and even on the shows that are into like you know the guys that they show that are into like clothing or like Project Runway, or yeah, all those shows they show them like you typically a lot of times they show any guy that's into fashion or design or interior design they try to make them out to be, you know, homosexual. That's, but it's kind of weird. Uh, yeah, once again, another example of Satan perverts everything. But it's okay for guys to be that way. I just, I'm just not one of those guys, really. I'm not really, I, even my fashion, my clothing, I prefer to dress like Doug. If I could wear the same thing every day, I would. In fact, I pretty much do. Um, anyway, let's keep going. So here, God likes design. We should call this God's design. What's that show? Design on a dime. We'll call it design on God's dime. 
Moreover, those shalt make the tabernacle with ten curtains of fine twine linen and blue and purple and scarlet with cherubims of cunning work shalt thou make them. The length of one curtain shall be eight and twenty cubits and the breadth of one curtain four cubits and every one of the curtains shall have one measure. The five curtains shall be coupled together one to another and other five curtains shall be coupled one to another. And thou shalt make loops of blue upon the edge of the one curtain from the selvage in the coupling. And likewise shalt thou make in the uttermost edge of another curtain in the coupling of second. Fifty loops shalt thou make in the one curtain. Fifty loops shalt thou make in the edge of the curtain that is in the coupling of the second. That the loops may take hold in one another, one of another. And thou shalt make fifty tacks of gold and attaches of gold. And couple the curtains together with the tachets, and it shall be one tabernacle. This is amazing. I wouldn't even know where to begin. I, it's There's something amazing about how women are just great at decorating. Guys, too, is, as we established, but uh, mostly women. And, like, they know how to, like, make a, a home a home. I, know, I just remember when I was married to uh, Katie. Let's call her Katie, my former wife. Um, and... She even even when we didn't have a whole lot of money um, early on. Man, I'm sorry, y'all. Man, it's crazy how like these random memories just hit you and like ah, I just saw this post the other day and it was showing like this couple. Oh, it was showing um, oh, who was it with his wife? It was Kendrick Lamar and he was with his wife. I guess I guess he had been with her like since he was like a teenager. And um, well, that's crazy. I just saw a picture of my grandparents, my maternal grandparents too, Cornelius CMC and Dorothy, and they got married when they were teenagers. And it's like our society says, wait, 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 wait to get married. But there's something beautiful if you can like work it out and just you know what whether whether the storms with somebody. Like it, there's a scripture that talks about not forsaking the wife of your youth. Anyway, um, Kendrick Lamar, him and his wife, I guess they got married very young and they're still together. And they show this picture of like before and after, like what, how beautiful it is to still be married to the person that was with you when you were broke. And stuck by your side while you try to figure things out. And now you're, you know, you're a millionaire and, you know, and that's the real test. Y'all can stay together once you start making the money and all the fame and all the, you know, temptations and the distractions. That's really a test. Because I feel like, shoot, Katie and I were the closest when we didn't have anything when we were. Had to move in my in-laws. We, we didn't have to. We just, my faith was lacking multiple times. Anyway, um, 
God, God always provided for us. Um, so anyway, what was I saying? Yes. All right. So even when we barely had any money, Katie knew how to make our home just like so warm and inviting and decorated really nice. And she would find stuff on like Craigslist for really cheap and nice couches, nice leather couches or people give us stuff. And she just knew how to make a place like really nice. So I know her new home is like probably really, really nice. She probably got to decorate it. I mean, I'll never forget when she wrote down on a piece of paper everything she wanted in the house. So. <sighs> yeah. All right, y'all. I'm going to keep reading. Um, yeah, It was her dream house. She got it. She got it. Everything on a piece of paper. That's why it's good to write down the vision, y'all. That's power. Write it down. Make it plain. It will come to pass according to God's will. His perfect will. As long as Christ is the foundation, and that's the most important thing. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. And all these things that we desire, these things that we worry about will be added unto us. And it will be according to his perfect will because he knows God knows who can handle what. And a lot of times, some of us are asking for things and praying for things. And he's purposely withholding them because he loves us that much. Oh, he's just like, not yet. Just like my kids. Like, I didn't feel, I didn't really feel comfortable. At first, I was like, I really wanted to allow them to have a phone, you know. But then they had it. I was like, y'all can't, y'all ain't ready for this. So I... Especially the one that the ones that I got them that were nice that I gave them were nice and had more features on it. Especially my son. It was mainly my son. I didn't feel like he was ready for it. So maybe next year. Ah, I wanna have to have some serious talks. About what that looks like. Alright, anyway. And thou shalt make curtains of goat's hair to be a covering upon the tabernacle. Eleven curtains shalt that I'll make. The length of one curtain shall be thirty cubits, and the breadth of one curtain four cubits. And the eleven curtains shall be all of one measure. And thou shalt couple five curtains by themselves, and six curtains by themselves, and shalt double the sixth curtain in the forefront of the tabernacle. This is where my brain is just like, we're just reading right now. We're not really taking a whole, we're, I don't know, we're kind of, the main thing I'm taking in as I read this is like the elaborate beauty of God. And I can only imagine what our homes in heaven will be like. It says, there's a scripture that says he's preparing, and I'm in my father's home, there are many mansions, and he's preparing a place for us. <sighs> I'll never forget when my former wife's mom, I, I'll just say my mother-in-law. I need to stop saying my former wife's, my former mother-in-law. But my mother-in-law, who we happen to share the same birthday, there was a few, couple times. It was crazy. It came full circle. It was early on in college. I had an apartment. And... um Yeah, it was right before Katie and I got married, my sophomore year, 
she was like, you should get your own apartment. She get your own apartment. It'll uh, save way more money than living on campus. My mom was not happy about it. She did not want me to do that. Freshman year, you have to stay on campus in a dorm, but next year, you don't have to. So I ended up moving out of the dorms, got an apartment. I think my apartment's like $350 a month, which is crazy because I think it was still more expensive than Katie's apartment. Her apartment was only $250 or something. I should have taken over her lease. Anyway, that's a whole different conversation. So, but she had promised it to one of her uh, sorors. Anyway, I had this apartment in, um, in Kirksville. And um, little one-bedroom, nice little apartment with a living room and a kitchen. And uh, it was like a duplex. And Katie's mom, we'll call her Mama Jack, she helped me decorate it. And she went and got all this stuff. And yeah, like, she brought some, well, she didn't, like, help me decorate it. She provided some furniture and, like, or I think I took over Tish's, a lot of Tish's old furniture. Like, the couches, at least. And a bed, I think. And uh, her mom helped me with some basics for this. Like, a table, some chairs, um, and, like, a little kitchen tools and stuff. She brought some stuff over to help me. And um, what's wild, how that all came full circle is years later, after Tish and I were divorced, I ended up getting an apartment in this fourplex in Midtown, like off 31st Street, near the Delta Sigma Theta building in Linwood and anyway, in um, Gillum, not too far from Gillum and all that, because I had a job at this place called Chess. Credit Home Ownership Empowerment Services, and I had an apartment, an apartment down the street from there. I could walk. I used to walk to work. It was like a five minute, probably like a 10, 15 minute walk. Anyway, I had this fourplex, and once again, Mama Jack helped me decorate it, or not decorate it, but provide some basic stuff that I needed for it. And she was like, you remember, we had this whole moment. She was like, you remember when I helped you? You know, move into your your apartment back in college. It's it's funny how these stories, like my story, y'all. Once it gets, I'm just looking forward to the happy ending, y'all. On the yeah, like in pursuit of happiness, because my story is just a really, 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 really cool story. So it's a beautiful story. It just the crazy thing is it's not gonna ever end because we we're eternal beings, you know. Um, lately I've been having a lot of deja vu moment moments too. It's like I've been in these situations where I look at certain people. It's like I feel like I've seen you before. Um, anyway, that's a whole deeper conversation. All right, let's wrap this up. So let's read verse nine again. And thou shalt couple five curtains by themselves and six curtains by themselves and shalt double the sixth curtain in the forefront of the tabernacle. And thou shalt make 50 loops. Why 50? On the edge of 50 represents Pentecost and some a bunch of other stuff. I'll let you all look that up. And thou shalt make 
it's related to the Holy Spirit. And thou shalt make 50 loops on the edge of one curtain that is outmost in the coupling and 50 loops in the edge of the curtain, which coupleth the second. And thou shalt make 50 tachets of brass and put the tachets in the loops and couple the tent together that it may be one. And the remnant that remaineth of the curtains of the tent, the half curtain that remaineth shall hang over the backside of the tabernacle. Verse 13, and a cubit on one side and a cubit on the other of that which remaineth in the length of the curtains of the tent, it shall hang over the sides of the tabernacle, this side and on that side to cover it. And thou shalt make a covering for the tent of ram skins dyed red and a covering above of badger skins. And thou shalt make boards for the tabernacles of shittim wood standing up. Ten curtains shall be the length of a board, and a cubit and a half shall be the breadth of one board. Two tenons shall there be in one board, to set in order one against another. Thus shalt thou make for all the boards of the tabernacle, and thou shalt make the boards for the tabernacle twenty boards on the south side southward. And thou shalt make forty sockets of silver under the twenty boards, two sockets under one board for his two tenons and two sockets under another board for his two tenons. I wonder if there's a picture of all this. Let me see real fast. Exodus 26 picture. Or I shouldn't type in depiction. Wow, this is this is amazing. I encourage y'all to Google Exodus 26 picture or depiction. Hmm. This is cool. It's something called doodle through the Bible. Wow. Wow, this really brings it to life. This is why you can't just read through the Bible and just like be like, this is boring. Or just stop and you got to actually immerse yourself. You got to chew on it. That's why I'm doing this podcast and this and these recordings, because it's like you have to actually. It's only you only get out of it what you put into it. So you get more out of it when you stop and take the time to do stuff. What I just like I just did. I went and Google. I was like, let me it's hard for me to picture all this. Let me actually see if somebody's taking the time to depict it. And it's looking at it. Yeah, the pictures are cool. Just type in Exodus 26 picture or depiction. I highly encourage y'all. It's pretty cool. All right. Verse 20. And for the second side of the tabernacle on the north side, there should be 20 boards. And there are 40 sockets of silver, two sockets under one board and two sockets under another board. And for the sides of the tabernacle westward, thou shalt make six boards. And two boards shalt thou make for the corners of the tabernacle in two sides. And they shall be coupled together beneath and they shall be coupled together above the head of it into one ring thus shall it be for them both they shall be for the two corners 
And they shall be eight boards in their sockets of silver, sixteen sockets, two sockets under one board, and two sockets under another board. And thou shalt make bars of shittim wood, five for the boards of the one side of the tabernacle, and five bars for the boards of the other side of the tabernacle, and five bars for the boards of the side of the tabernacle for the two sides westward. westward. And the middle bar in the midst of the board shall reach from one from end to end. And thou shalt overlay the boards with gold and make their rings of gold for places for the bars. And thou shalt overlay the bars with gold. And thou shalt rear up the tabernacle according to the fashion thereof, which was showed thee in the mount. And thou shalt make a veil of blue and purple and scarlet and fine twine linen of cutting work with cherubim shall it be made. And thou shalt hang it upon four pillars of shittim wood overlaid with gold. Their hooks shall be of gold upon the four sockets of silver. And thou shalt hang up the veil under the tachets that thou mayest bring it thither. Within the veil, the ark of the testimony, the veil shall divide unto you between the holy place and the most holy. Now, when Jesus died on the cross, he pierced the veil. I mean, this is the same veil he's talking about that was pierced. It's what separated us from... Yeah, like to the most intimate parts of God, the, the close, the closeness. We were only, there was limitations to how close people could get to God back then. That's how I read that. Um, I could be wrong here, but as far as I understand, that's how it worked. And then when Jesus died on the cross and the veil was torn, which people sing about in different songs. Some of y'all, we don't even really understand. I wish more people would stop their worship songs and like explain the songs that we're singing. Cause sometimes people, we just sing the words and we don't even really understand the power of what we're singing. The veil was torn. So now there is no separate, like there is no limitation to God's glory. We can get as close James four, eight, when it says draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. There's no limitation on the intimacy that we can have with God through Jesus Christ, but through only with through Jesus Christ, which is hard. That's a challenging thing to explain to people. Like when I'm, they, it's like they're blind. They, ah, John 14, six, when he says, I'm the way, the truth and life, no one comes to the father except through me. It's because he was on so many levels. He atoned for our sin right here. Exodus ten twenty six explains everything. When that veil was torn, when that veil was torn, that's how we enter in. And we don't have to even go to like, we don't have to be at a church with a, with an altar to draw close, but you want to experience an even more intimate, this level. There's something about when we're around other Christians, it's like, the thickness of his presence is even greater because now it's like my temple is next to your temple is next to your temple. And now this whole, we got this whole city of temples. Imagine if there was a church on every single, like, like, like the, the whole city, a whole city was lined with churches. Like you can go to no bars. You can go to no restaurants. There was no jazz clubs. It was this church on church on church on church on every single block corner. That's when it's like when we enter into church, like go to church together. 
When it says we're a light on the hill, light on the world, city on the hill, we're bringing all of our lights together. Have you ever flown over a city? I'm almost done, y'all. Flown over a city at night. And yeah, you'll see all of these like dark patches where, you know, or you might drive on the, I mean, you might fly on the way to California. It's like a desert. You fly over these areas and it's just dark. Because it's all either desert or farmland. It's areas that have not been cultivated yet, you know? And then you'll all of a sudden go over a major city or as you're flying into that city that you're arriving in, it just you see lights and it's all these little lights. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Oh, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Oh, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, oh yeah. Everywhere I go, I gotta let the people know. Yes, lights, put all the lights together. And it's like bright, so, so bright. That's what it's like. That's why when it says, do not forsake the assembling with other saints, you put our flames together, you put our lights together, and light shines in the darkness. People that might even be in a dark place when they go to church, they should be able to go to church and sense the Lord's presence and get healing because it's the true hospital. Anyway, verse 33, And thou shalt hang up the veil under the tachets that thou mayest bring in thither within the veil and the ark of the testimony, and the veil shall divide unto you between the holy place and the most holy. I encourage you all to go read James 4, 8. I read any scripture that talks about the veil that was pierced. Let's see where scripture is at. The veil was torn. Luke 23, 44 through 47. It said, And the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. And thou shalt put, verse 34, so yes, Exodus 26, and then, yeah, I want to do, so that's Luke 23, 44 through 47. Uh, uh, and then what did I say? James 4, 8. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. <clears throat> All right, verse, so yeah, those scriptures all go, what just happened? All those scriptures go parallel. What just happened?
Bombay, y'all. Somehow I scroll down too much. All right, so all those scriptures go. Oh, somehow I flipped to Exodus 26 on accident. Huh, that's where we are. My bad. I'm tripping, y'all. I need I need to go back to sleep. Uh all right, verse 33. And thou shalt hang up the veil under the tashes that mayest thou mayest bring in there thither within the veil, the ark and the testimony, and the veil shall divide unto you between the holy place and the most holy. Thou shalt put the mercy seat upon the holy place. Look at that, the mercy seat. And thou shalt set the table without the veil. And the candlestick over against the table on the side of the tabernacle toward the south. And thou shalt put the table on the north side. North side? <clears throat> and thou shalt make an hanging for the door of the tent of blue and purple scarlet and fine twined linen wrought with needlework. Because mm, why rot with needlework? Because God weaved a tapestry. I'll never forget when Pastor Phil, he said, life is like a tapestry. Beautiful, ugly, and confusing on one side and beautiful on the other. Verse 37. And thou shalt make for the hanging five pillars of shittim wood and overlay them with gold and their hooks shall be of gold. And thou shalt cast five sockets of brass for them. Heavenly Father, thank you for this word. Thank you, Lord, that for these these words, these scriptures that show us the veil that separated us, man, from entering in from the holies of holies. The only people that can enter in were like the high priest, like Aaron. Sometimes I don't even know the depth and the meaning behind my name. Like I'm being called to enter in, to intercede on behalf of the people, to wear the spiritual ephod and take the sins of the people before you, Lord. So, yes. Anyway, the holy of the holies was separated by a veil. Then, what do we just say? What do we just say, y'all? Luke twenty three forty four through forty seven. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two. And Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. And then, boom, James 4, 8. Draw near to me, and I'll draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Create in me a clean heart and purify me. Purify me. Create in me a clean heart so I may worship thee. Create in me a clean heart and purify me. Purify me.
Exodus 26, verse 33. Wow. All right, there's one more scripture. Sorry, I'm just taking this all in, y'all. You know, when y'all eat a good meal and you feel all fat and full, and just, all you can do is just sit there and just say, wow. Um, Google. said it's like there's one more scripture i wanted to share where it says it's like uh looking through let's see here keep using web i'm trying to just use google y'all i don't need maps stop it like Looking through a dim mirror scripture. Yep. That's how I'll close it out. Uh, so I encourage y'all, this is y'all homework assignment. I encourage y'all to read Exodus 26, all of it, but specifically um, verse 35. No, no, verse 33, Exodus 26, 33. And then read um, read that, then read, then read um, Matthew 27, verse 51. And then read James chapter four, eight, and then read, then read, um, first Corinthians 13, 12. If I ever preach at a church or like, was there a guy called me to be on a stage uh, for any sort of amount of time? This is a, that's exactly how I would do my services. I would just be like, I'll have like maybe like three or four scriptures to share. So show how they all tie together. And um, then we would just enter into praise and worship. And just allow the Lord to have his way for as long as he wants to. I feel like so many churches are, we, we, um, we put handcuffs on the Holy Spirit. And that's all I'm going to say about that. That's all I got to say about that. All right. And then read 1 Corinthians 13, 12. Now we see but a dim reflection as in a mirror. And then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part. And then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known.
So that's First Corinthians thirteen twelve. It's so easy to live as though God doesn't see everything. That he's something about him is beautiful. Like the beautiful beauty of his of his invisibility of him being invisible. But he makes himself visible all throughout our day if we pay attention. Let me see if I can find a good picture of that. Baptize us in the Holy Spirit. Baptize us in the fire. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, and then I shall know fully, even as I am. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. Hmm. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. All right, y'all. I will holler at you later. Thanks for listening. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned or missed the mark or veered off the path and fallen short of the glory of God or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of the cost of that sin is death or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Romans 5a says, But God demonstrated his love toward us or showed his love toward us in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God, and with our mouths we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody or everybody, who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you've never asked Jesus into your heart, or you've walked away from him and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty precious name I pray, amen.